ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد Today's chapter then, Addu'a'u liwulati amril muslimin. Making dua for the rulers of the Muslims. Making dua for the rulers of the Muslims. Inna addu'a'a bil khayri wal maghfirati li'umumil muslimina lahu sha'nun azim. Making dua for goodness and forgiveness. For the Muslims as a whole, then that is something very good. وَيَتَرَتَّبُ عَلَيْهِ أُجُورٌ كَثِيرًا And there are many rewards that are compound upon that. وَخَيْرَاتٌ مُتَنَوِّعَةٌ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ And a great deal of goodness in this world and in the afterlife. وَهُوَ مِنْ مُخْتَضَيَاتِ أُخُوَّةِ الْإِيمَانِ الَّتِي تَجْمَعُهُمْ وَتَرْبِطُهُمْ And it is from the foundational aspects, from the necessities of brotherhood, the brotherhood upon Iman, upon Islam, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then making dua for each other, is an aspect of that, that is something required from that unity and brotherhood upon Iman. And that is what unites the Muslims, that brotherhood, that unity upon Iman, that unites the Muslims, it is from that angle, that you make dua for one another, and make dua for the believers, وَقَدْ سَبَقَ ذِكْرُ بَعْضِ الْأَدِلَّةِ عَلَى ذَلِكَ And some of the evidences for that we already mentioned last week. أَمَّا الْحَدِيثِ هُنَا فَسَيَكُونُ خَاصًا بِالدُّعَاءِ لِوُولَاتِ أَمْرِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ الَّذِينَ بِهِمْ بِتَوْفِيقٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ تَنْتَظِمُ مَصَالِحُهُمْ وَتَجْتَمِعُ كَلِمَتُهُمْ وَتُؤَمَّنْ سُبُلُهُمْ وَتُقَامْ صَلَاتُهُمْ وَيُجَاهَدُ عَدُوُّهُمْ وَبِدُونِهِمْ تَتَعَطَّلُ الْأَحْكَامُ وَتَعُمُّ الْفَوْضَى وَيَخْتَلُّ الْأَمَنْ وَيَكْفِرُ السَّلْبُ وَالنَّهْبُ وَأَنْوَاعُ الْاَعْتِدَاءِ وَيَنْفَلِمُ صُرْحُ الْإِسْلَامِ وَلَا يَأْمَنُ النَّاسِ عَلَى دِمَائِهِمْ وَأَمْوَالِهِمْ وَأَعْرَاضِهِمْ so here particularly now, the topic is about making dua for those who are in authority over the Muslims. Making dua for the Muslim rulers. Because through the rulers, that is how by the success from Allah for them, the goodness and uprightness of the believers is established through the rulers what is good for the believers 
what is in their benefit, in their maslaha, then all of that occurs through the righteous ruler or through obedience to the ruler. And that is how unity occurs. تَجْتَمِعُ كَلِمَتُهُمْ Unity between the believers under their ruler and the roads and pathways and streets and all of those affairs have safety and security in them. And the prayer is established and the enemy is fought against. And without that, without having that unity under the ruler, then the rulings become void and they are no longer implemented. The Islamic laws and rulings, they are no longer implemented and chaos spreads everywhere. Ta'ummul fawda. Chaos will spread everywhere. And safety and security will be lost. And looting and robbery and all types of other affairs of those evil activities will become widespread. All types of transgression against one another would become widespread. And people would not feel safe and secure in their wealth, in their blood, their lives, in their properties, in all types of their affairs. They would have no safety and security, neither in their honor being taken. There would be no safety and security left for the people. And this is exactly what can be seen in real life. In the countries where they rebel and they go out against the rulers and they take up arms against the rulers, that these kinds of things are exactly what occurred there. Safety and security was lost. The protection of their lives, their blood, their wealth, their honor was lost. Looting, robbing, stealing, murder, all types of things became prevalent in those countries. And safety and security was lost in those countries that you cannot even drive down a road except that there are mines planted everywhere. All of these kinds of affairs they occurred after they rebelled and they caused chaos in their countries claiming that they need to remove their ruler and replace him. And so they rebelled and they took up arms and blood was spilt and chaos occurred in their countries. قَالَ شَيْخُ الْإِسْلَامِ بْنُ تَيْمِيَّةِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ شَيْخُ الْإِسْلَامِ بْنُ تَيْمِيَّةِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى said يَجِبُ أَنْ يُعْرَفْ أَنَّ وِلَايَةَ أَمْرِ النَّاسِ مِنْ أَعْظَمِ وَاجِبَاتِ الدِّينِ that it needs to be known that the leadership and authority over the affairs of the people having a ruler, then that is from the greatest of the obligations in the religion. And in fact, the religion will not be established and upright and maintained except through that, through having the authority and leadership that you unite under the Islamic ruler. فَإِنَّ بَنِي آدَمْ لَا تَتِمُّ مَصْلَحَتُهُمْ إِلَّا بِالِاجْتِمَاعِ لِحَاجَةِ بَعْضِهِمْ إِلَى بَعْضِ And mankind, our 
affairs cannot be in order and the benefits that we seek and require cannot be achieved except through unity because mankind is in need of one another in need of each other to fulfill our goals and objectives wala budda lahum inda al-ijtima'i min ras and so this unity it requires a ruler for that unity to be under it requires someone to be at the head the ruler of the country and then ibn taymiyah said wali anna allah ta'ala اوجب الامر بالمعروف والنهي عن المنكر because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obligated enjoining the good and forbidding the evil ولا يتم ذلك الا بقوه بقوه واماره and that cannot be achieved it cannot be completed and perfected except with strength and that authority and leadership being present وكذلك سائر ما اوجبه من الجهاد والعدل واقامه الحج والجمع والاعياد ونصر المظلوم واقامه الحدود لا تتم الا بالقوه والاماره من all of the other affairs from the establishment of jihad and of justice and of hajj and the friday prayers and the eids and the aiding of the one oppressed and the establishment of the islamic laws and punishments none of those things can occur unless you have that strength and authority and leadership under a ruler occurring ila an qal then shaykh al islam carried on until he said fal wajib ittikhadhu al imarati dinan وَقُرْبَةً يُتَقَرَّبُ بِهَا إِلَى اللَّهِ So it is an obligation, Ibn Taymiyyah said, that this authority or leadership is to be taken as religion, meaning that you need a Muslim ruler in authority to organize the affairs. That is something from the religion that you seek closeness to Allah in having that system of a ruler, a Muslim ruler, overlooking the affairs and establishing the affairs fa'inna at-taqarruba ilayhi fiha bi-ta'atihi wa ta'ati rasulihi min afdhal al-qurubat because seeking closeness to Allah through obedience to him and obedience to his messenger is from the greatest of the forms of gaining closeness to Allah wa min huna so therefore we now understand فَإِنَّهُ يَتَأَكَّدُ عَلَى كُلِّ مُسْلِمٍ أَنْ يَكُونَ نَاصِحًا لِمَنْ وَلِيَ أَمْرَهُ That it is a necessity, it is emphasized upon every Muslim that he must be sincere to the one in authority over him. He must be sincere to the ruler to the one who has the authority muti'an lahu bil ma'ruf obeying him in that which is good and halal and permissible ghayr mubtin li shar aw ghish aw khadi'a not concealing 
any type of evil or, or deception or betrayal against the ruler. It is not correct or befitting that anybody should be concealing any type of deception against the ruler, any type of betrayal against the ruler, any type of evil against the ruler. Nobody should have that in their heart against the ruler. لِمُنَافَاتِ ذَلِكَ لِهَدِيَ الْإِسْلَامِ Because that would contradict the guidance of Islam. Having that evil against the ruler or uh, behaving in a manner of evil and rebellion etc. against the ruler or holding those thoughts in your heart to try and create something then that is against the guidance of Islam. وَمَا دَعَا إِلَيْهِ الرَّسُولُ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ and it is against what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called to. Qala Allah ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu ati'u allaha wa ati'u al-rasul wa uli al-amri minkum. O oh, you who believe, obey Allah and obey the messenger and those in authority over you. And the scholars have mentioned, those in authority over you are the rulers. And it also includes the scholars. And when you look at the people of innovation, the people of deviation, who are the two people that they most want to separate away from? Their rulers and their scholars. They separate the youth away from the rulers and the scholars. Separate them away from the rulers. Speak evil against the rulers. Spread corruption against the rulers. Incite hatred against the rulers. And the same with regards to the scholars. Belittle the scholars. Downgrade the scholars. The scholars don't know. Scholars this, scholars that. To separate the youth away from the rulers and away from the scholars. And that is from the greatest of their deviations. Rawa Muslim fi sahihihi an Tamim ibn Aws al-Dari radiyallahu anhu qal qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the famous hadith of Tamim ibn Aws al-Dari radiyallahu anhu in sahih Muslim where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said ad-deenu nasiha قَالُوا لِمَنْ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ They said to whom, O Messenger of Allah, who is this nasiha for? Who is this purity and sincerity for? قَالَ لِلَّهِ The Messenger said to Allah, meaning Tawheed, وَلِكِتَابِهِ And to his book, the Qur'an. Have the correct aqidah regarding the Qur'an, that it is the speech of Allah not created. Read it, recite it, memorize it, understand it, act upon it. That is nasiha to the Qur'an. وَلِرَسُولِهِ And that purity and sincerity to his messenger, وَعَامَتِهِمْ And to the leaders of the Muslims and to the common folk. So here in the hadith, the messenger mentioned 
one of the forms of nasiha is to the leaders of the Muslims that purity and sincerity and goodness towards the rulers. وَثَبَتَ فِي صَحِيحِ مُسْلِمِ أَيْضًا عَنَ بِهُرَيْرَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ قَالْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَرْضَى لَكُمْ ثَلَاثًا أَنْ تَعْبُدُوهُ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا وَأَنْ تَعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا وَأَنْ تُنَاصِحُوا مَنْ وَلَّاهُ اللَّهُ أَمْرَكُمْ In this hadith, the Prophet said, that indeed Allah is pleased for you with three affairs. Firstly, that you obey Him, that you worship Him alone, and do not associate any partners to Him. That you worship Allah alone, and do not associate any partners to Him. That is the first. The second, that you hold on together to the rope of Allah, the Qur'an, the Sunnah, Islam, and do not separate. That's the second. Be united upon this religion, united upon clinging to the rope of Allah together. And thirdly, the third affair that Allah is pleased with you for, أَن تُنَاصِحُوا مَنْ وَلَّاهُ اللَّهُ أَمْرَكُمْ That you advise with sincerity and goodness those whom Allah has placed in authority over you. The scholars, they mentioned, Sheikh Al-Fawzan and others, that how do you advise those in authority over you? It is not like the Ikhwan al-Muslimin, the deviated individuals who say that the only way to advise them is to publicly speak out, to publicly make our point. That's the only way they're going to listen to us and take attention. That is incorrect. You do not get up on the mimbar and start speaking against the rulers. You do not start writing against the rulers. You do not start speaking against the rulers. You do not start spreading and inciting against the rulers. That is not nasiha to the rulers whatsoever. Nasiha to the rulers, as Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, if you're able to get through to the ruler yourself, then so be it. Maybe you are a person who is able to get through to the ruler or to have your correspondence be taken through to the ruler. And if you're not, then maybe seek other means for your correspondence to get to the ruler. Many of the rulers these days, they'll have officers, they'll have secretaries, they'll have official means for you to be able to send your whatever you want to send. So use those means and send what you have to send. And use the possible methods that are available to try and send whatever nasiha you believe the ruler requires, send it. And it is not correct for a person to say we're going to get up on the mimbar and speak about this or we're going to spread it or we're going to talk about it or write about it. It is not correct to incite against the ruler in that way and there is no nasiha for the ruler in that way. وَفِي السُّنَنْ مِنْ حَدِيثِ بْنِ مَسْعُودٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ 
وزيد بن ثابت رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال نظر الله امرأ سمع منا حديثا فبلغه إلى من لم يسمعه فرب حامل فقه إلى من هو أفقه منه ورب حامل نعم فرب حامل فقه إلى من هو أفقه منه ورب حامل فقه غير فقيه ثلاث لا يغل عليهن قلب مسلم إخلاص العمل لله ومناصحة ولاة الأمور ولزوم جماعة المسلمين فإن دعوتهم تحيط من وراءهم So again here in this narration of Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu and Zayd ibn Thabit radiyallahu anhu from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the point and the shahid it mentions at the end three things three points of advice the ikhlasul amal lillah sincerity of your actions to Allah and munasahat wulatil umur advising those in authority over you and luzum jama'atil muslimin and clinging on to the congregation, to the jama'ah of the Muslims. وَمَا مِنْ رَيْبٍ أَنَّ مِنَ النُّسْحِ لِوُلَاتِ أَمْرِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ أَدْعَاءَ لَهُمْ بِالتَّوْفِيقِ وَالسَّدَادِ وَالصَّلَاحِ وَالْمُعَافَاتِ فَهُمْ أَوْلَى مَنْ يُدْعَى لَهُ بِذَلِكَ So here we're mentioning all of these narrations that highlight to us in the religion that you must be upon sincerity to the rulers, that you must have goodness and sincerity and purity towards the rulers. You do not speak out against the rulers, you do not belittle the rulers or the scholars, you do not incite against them. So from amongst all of those affairs, one of the methods of demonstrating your sincerity towards the rulers is to make dua for them. And that is the, the connection here. There is no doubt that from your sincerity and advice to the rulers is that you make dua for them to be successful. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them success and makes them upright and gives them rectification in their affairs and goodness in their affairs and safety in their affairs. فَهُمْ أَوْلَى مَنْ يُدْعَى لَهُ بِذَلِكَ They are the first of the people that you should be making that dua for. As one of the salaf said, if I had one dua that was going to be answered, we covered it a long time ago, I would make it for the ruler. I would make that one dua, the da'wah mustajabah, for the ruler. Because if the ruler is corrected, then all of the civilians under him will be upon correction. فَهُمْ أَوْلَى مَنْ يُدْعَى لَهُ بِذَلِكَ لِأَنَّ صَلَاحَهُمْ صَلَاحٌ لِلْأُمَّةِ وَسَدَادَهُمْ نَفْعُهُ عَائِدٌ عَلَيْهِمْ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِينَ So if they are upon righteousness and correctness, the rulers, then their subjects will all be upon that righteousness and correctness. فَالدُّعَاءُ لَهُمْ مِنْ أَهَمِّ الدُّعَاءُ وَأَكْثَرِهِ عَائِدَةُ وَنَفْعًا 
And so making dua for them is from the most important of the dua to be made. From the most important of the dua to be made is the dua for the rulers. Because the greatest benefit comes from it. وَلِهَذَا قَالَ الْإِمَامُ الْفُضَيْلُ بْنُ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ And so Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى said لَوْ كَانَتْ لِي دَعْوَةٌ مُسْتَجَابَةٌ لم أجعلها إلا في إمام لأنه إذا صلح الإمام أمن البلاد والعباد He said that if I had one dua that was definitely going to be answered Then I would make it or I would not make it for anyone other than a ruler I would not make it for anyone other than an imam The one in authority and in charge لِأَنَّهُ إِذَا صَلَحَ الْإِمَامُ أَمِنَ الْبِلَادُ الْعِبَادِ Because if the ruler is upon goodness and correctness and rectification, then his country and his subjects, the servants of Allah, they will all be upon safety and security then. They will all be upon goodness and righteousness under that ruler, uh, under the, the authority of that righteous ruler. وَهَذَا مِنْ تَمَامِ فِقْهِهِ وَحُسْنِ فَهْمِهِ And this indicates the perfection of his understanding, the perfection of his fiqh, of his comprehension of the religion and his level of understanding. وَلِهَذَا قَالَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ بْنَ الْمُبَارَكِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ مُعَلِّقًا عَلَى كَلِمَتِهِ هَذِهِ And so عبد الله بن مبارك, he mentioned... Uh, uh, commenting upon this statement of Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad Ya Mu'allim al-Khayri man yajtari ala hadha ghayruk Ya Mu'allim al-Khayri man yajtari ala hadha ghayruk That Mu'allim al-Khayr, the one who teaches the goodness Man yajtari ala hadha ghayruka who else besides you would uh, uh, would have the ability or capability of making this or having this position or stance? Who besides you would have that? يقصد أن الفضيل لم يرد أن يخص نفسه بالدعوة المستجابة لو كانت له. Meaning that الفضيل ابن عياض. Even though he knew if it was a dua that was definitely going to be answered, he didn't make it for himself. People, if they were told you have one dua, you'll definitely get. They'll all make it for themselves. Something they want for themselves, their families. But he did not. He did not make that dua for himself. The one that was mentioned as definitely being answered. بَلْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يَجْعَلَهَا لِمَنْ يَعُمُّ نَفْعُهُ إِذَا صَلُحَ وَهُوَ سُلْطَانِ But rather he wanted to make it for the one who if the dua is answered, then the good of that will spread amongst the good of all the other people, of the civilians. وَقَدْ نُقِلَ أَيْضًا عَنِ الْإِمَامِ أَحْمَدْ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ نَحُوْ كَلِمَةَ الْفَضَيْلِ الْمُتَقَدِّمَةِ And it's mentioned that Imam Ahmed similarly said uh, something like, what Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad mentioned, a similar kind of statement that he would make the dua for the rulers. 
قال أبو بكر المروزي سمعت أبا عبد الله يعني أحمد بن حنبل وذكر المتوكل رحمه الله فقال إني لا أدعو له بالصلاح والعافية. So it's mentioned that when the ruler المتوكل was the ruler when he was mentioned to أحمد بن حنبل أحمد بن حنبل said إني لا أدعو له بالصلاح والعافية. That I make dua for him for rectification and good health and safety and security in the affairs. ولهذا تكافرت النقول عن أهل السنة والجماعة في تقرير هذا في ضمن ما كتبوه في بيان المنهج الحق والمعتقد السليم الذي ينبغي أن يكون عليه كل مسلم. So there are many narrations. That have been transmitted by Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah in affirming uh, this point in what they wrote. Ahlul Sunnah in their writings, they affirmed this point in multiple different narrations that can be transmitted from them in clarifying the true and upright methodology and the sound aqidah. That every Muslim needs to be upon in regards to here specifically the rulers and making dua for the rulers and asking for goodness for the rulers and not the opposite like the Ikhwanis and the deviated ones do. وَمِن ذَلِكَ قَوْلُ الْإِمَامِ أَبِي جَعْفَرَ الطَّحَاوِي رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ And also we have the statement of Imam al-Tahawi رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى وَلَا نَرَى الْخُرُوجَ عَلَىٰ أَئِمَّتِنَا وَوُلَاتِ أُمُورِنَا وَإِنْجَارُوا That we do not see it, we do not consider it as permissible to rebel against our rulers, the ones in charge and in authority over our affairs, even if they oppress. Even if. وَلَا نَدْعُوا عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا نَنْزَعُوا يَدًا مِنْ طَاعَتِهِمْ and we do not supplicate upon them, against them. We do not call against them. And neither do we remove our hand from their obedience. And we view that obeying them, ta'atahum, obeying them, is from the obedience to Allah. Obedience to the rulers is obedience to Allah as an obligation. Obedience to the rulers is obedience to Allah as an obligation. Why is that? Because Allah commanded us to obey the rulers. So if you obey the rulers, you are obeying Allah. So obedience to the rulers is obedience to Allah. مَا لَمْ يَأْمُرُوا بِمَعْصِيَةٍ As long as they do not command you to do some haram or evil. وَنَدْعُوا لَهُمْ بِالصَّلَاحِ وَالْمُعَافَاتِ And we supplicate for righteousness and goodness for them and health <coughs> and the good affairs. Also, Shaykh al-Islam Abu Uthman al-Sabuni, رحمه الله said, وَيَرَى أَصْحَابُ الْحَدِيثِ الْجُمْعَةَ وَالْعِيدَيْنِ وَغَيْرَهُمَا مِنَ الصَّلَوَاتِ خَلْفَ كُلِّ إِمَامٍ بَرًّا كَانَ أَوْ فَاجِرًا وَيَرَوْنَ جِهَادَ الْكَفَرَةِ مَعَهُمْ وَإِنْ كَانُوا جَوْرًا فَجَرًا أو جَوْرًا فَجَرًا 
ويرون الدعاء لهم بالإصلاح والتوفيق والصلاح وبسط العدل في الرعية الإمام صابوني said and we see or that the, the أصحاب الحديث they see meaning the scholars and the muhaddithun the, the great scholars of Islam and those upon the way of the sunnah that their opinion is that we uh, implement and pray the Jumu'ah behind the rulers and the two Eid prayers and other than that from the other prayers behind the rulers, behind every imam, whether he is righteous or not. If he's the ruler, he's the ruler. And that you fight jihad alongside them, even if they are oppressors. And that you make dua for them, for rectification and righteousness, and to be given success. You see from these statements of Ahlul Sunnah what the correct position is towards the rulers. And you see the misguidance of the Ikhwanis and their likes in speaking against the rulers and belittling them and inciting the people against them. This is what Al Khawariju Al Qa'diyyatu did. Al Khawariju Al Qa'diyyah, known as the Khawarij, who are uh, immobile. Those who are not actively going out and fighting against the rulers. The Khawarij, they go out and fight against the rulers. But there is a sect of them known as the Khawarij Qa'diyyah, the immobile Khawarij. They don't go out, they are sitting. They stay sitting, they don't physically go out and fight against the rulers and rebel. But how are the Khawarij then? The Qa'diyyah are known as Khawarij because they used to incite the people to go out and rebel against the rulers, even if they sat there doing nothing themselves. They would incite the people, and that's why the scholars, they say, many of the Ikhwanis these days, they can be labeled as Khawarij Qa'diyyah. They don't themselves go on the front line and fight, but they incite the youth against the rulers. They incite the people with their khutbahs on the mimbar against the rulers, with their writings, with their talks, with their lectures, inciting the people against the rulers to take up arms and to go out and rebel against them and fight against them and remove them. They may not go themselves, but they incite others to do so. Khawarij Qa'diyyah. So all of these types of Ikhwanis and Khawarij and their offshoots, they are in complete opposition to what Ahlul Sunnah are upon. وَقَالَ الْإِمَامُ الْحَافِظُ أَبُوْ بَكَرِ الْإِسْمَعِيلِ وَيَرَوْنَا أَيْ أَهْلَ السُنَّةِ الصَّلَاةَ وَالْجُمْعَةِ وَغَيْرَهَا خَلْفَ كُلِّ إِمَامِ الْمُسْلِمٍ بَرًّا كَانَ أَوْ فَاجِرًا ويرون الدعاء لهم بالصلاح والعطف إلى العدل والنقول عن السلف في هذا المعنى كثيرة. so again also here الإمام أبو بكر الإسماعيلي he said they view meaning أهل السنة they view that praying and Jumu'ah and other than that behind the Imam are to be done whether the Imam is righteous or not and that you make du'a for the rulers for righteousness. You make dua for the rulers for righteousness and that they be upon justice. And there are many statements from the Salaf with that meaning. وَيَجِبُ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يَحْذَرَ أَشَدَّ الْحَذَرِ مِنْ سَبِّ الْوُلَاتِ وَالْوَقِيعَةِ فِيهِمْ وَعَدَمِ الدُّعَاءِ لَهُمْ بِالْخَيْرِ Every Muslim must take precaution, the greatest of precaution from abusing or cursing the rulers 
or uh, meaning that you detract from them, you belittle them, you speak against them, you accuse them of things, abuse them, curse them. You must be upon extreme precaution from ever falling into that type of speech and from abandoning dua for the rulers because that's what happens. When the ikhwanis and the khawarij and the like speak against the rulers or belittle the rulers or uh, make uh, uh, highlight deficiencies of the rulers, the ruler did this, the ruler did that, then are the people going to want to make dua for them or are the people now holding some problem against the rulers? When you hear all of these things, the people start to hold a problem against the rulers, they're not going to make dua for them then. And that's the problem. When they speak against the rulers in this way, al-waqi'a fihim, then they're not going to make dua for them, they're going to have hatred against them. And so that's why, الدُّعَاءُ عَلَيْهِمْ بِالشَّرْءِ That they start making dua against those rulers. They start making the dua of evil against them. رَوَى بْنُ أَبِي عَاصِمْ فِي السُنَّةِ وَصَحَّحَهُ لَلْبَانِ عَنْ أَنَسٍ إِبْنِ مَالِكِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالَ نَهَانَا كُبَرَاؤُنَا مِنْ أَصْحَابِ مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم قالوا قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تسبوا أمراءكم ولا تغشوهم ولا تبغضوهم واتقوا الله واصبروا فإن الأمر قريب Amazing statement It's mentioned here that Anas ibn Malik said that our elders from the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, they used to say that the Messenger said, do not curse or abuse your rulers, and do not deceive them, betray them, and do not hate them and detest them. Fear Allah and be patient, for indeed the affair is close. Fear Allah and be patient. Do not curse them, do not deceive them and betray them. Do not have hatred against them and detest them. Make dua for them that Allah rectifies them. Be patient, fear Allah, for indeed the affair is close. وَقَالَ إِبْنُ عَبْدِ الْبَرِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ فِي كِتَابِهِ التَّمْهِيدِ إِنْ لَمْ يَكُنْ يَتَمَكَّنْ نُسْحُ السُّلْطَانِ فَالصَّبْرُ وَالدُّعَى فَإِنَّمْ كَانُوا أَيَّ الصَّحَابَةِ يَنْهَوْنَ عَنْ سَبِّ الْأُمَرَةِ And this is important. He says here now, if you're not able to advise the ruler, because some people they say, okay, I agree with all of these things, you have to try to advise the ruler. But I can't get to him. I can't get to the ruler. This is what the Ikhwanis will say to you. How are we supposed to speak to the ruler and get to him and uh, get our communication through to him? We can't, we have no ability to speak to him, they say. We have no ability to advise him. So then what? Then they go off doing everything that they do against the rulers. But look what they said, Ibn Abd al-Bar mentioned, that if you're not able to advise, if genuinely that is the case, you can't get through to the ruler. You have no avenue or means to get to the ruler with your advice. Then so be it. فَصَبْرُ dua. Then be patient and make dua. Don't then say, okay, in that case, I'm going to have to give a khutbah and speak about it on the member, or I'm going to have to write a book against the ruler, 
or I'm going to have to uh, do uh, this or that or whatever it is against the ruler because I couldn't get through to him. I tried. If you can't get through to him, then Ibn Abd al-Bar says here, upon you is to be patient. Be patient then and make dua. Because the companions, they used to prohibit cursing or abusing or belittling or inciting any of the affairs against the rulers. وَكَانَ السَّلَفُ رَحِمَهُمُ اللَّهِ يَعُدُّونَ الْإِشْتِغَالَ بِسَبِّ الْوُلَاةِ وَالدُّعَاءِ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ الْأُمُورِ الْمُحْدَثَةِ and the Salaf, they used to consider that preoccupying yourself in belittling the rulers, criticizing the rulers, and making dua against them is from the newly invented matters. From the muhdathat that the Messenger warned us against. وَفِي ذَلِكَ يَقُولُ الْإِمَامُ الْحَسَنِ إِبْنْ عَلِي الْبَرْبَهَارِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ إِذَا رَأَيْتَ الرَّجُلَ يَدْعُوا عَلَى سُلْطَانِ فَعَلَمْ أَنَّهُ صَاحِبُ هَوَى if you see a man making dua against the ruler, then know he is a person of desire. وَإِذَا سَمِعَتَ الرَّجُلَ يَدْعُوا لِلسُّلْطَانِ بِالصُّلَاحِ فَاعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ صَاحِبُ سُنَّةِ InshaAllah. And if you see a man making dua for the ruler, for rectification, then know that this person is a person of the sunnah. وَقَدْ سُئِلَ سَمَاحَةُ الشَّيْخِ عَبْدِ الْعَزِيزِ ابن باز رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ عَمَّنْ يَمْتَنِعْ Sheikh bin Baz was asked about a person who refuses to make dua for the rulers. So Sheikh bin Baz said, هَذَا مِنْ جَهْلِهِ وَعَادًا بَصِيرَتِهِ This is from his ignorance and lack of insight. This is from his ignorance and lack of insight. الدُّعَاءُ لِوَلِيِّ الْأَمْرِ مِنْ أَعْظَمِ الْقُرُبَاتِ وَأَفْضَلِ الطَّاعَاتِ Making dua for the ruler is from the greatest of the affairs of worship, seeking closeness to Allah, and from the greatest of the uh, worships. وَمِنَ النَّصِيحَةِ لِلَّهِ وَالْعِبَادِهِ And this is from the affairs of nasiha, uh, your, your purity and sincerity to Allah and to His servants. So this chapter here highlights to you the importance of making dua for the rulers. In the previous chapter we had spoken about the dua for one another. In the last chapter we did, it was dua about one another. Dua for your believing brothers, dua in their absence. And the one who makes dua for them, then Allah will decree that there are people who make dua for you. You remember those narrations? And now, here about making dua for the rulers, those in charge and in authority. And it's very important this chapter to remember it, because many of the people of misguidance today, it is on this issue, the rulers. So many of them on the streets now, all they talk about is the rulers. The, the ruler of Saudi Arabia did this. The ruler of Saudi Arabia did that. The ruler of Kuwait did this. The rulers in Emirates did this. <clears throat> talking against the rulers day and night. This is the, the corrupt and diseased manhaj that has come from Al-Ikhwan al-Muslimin and their offshoots and their branches, speaking ill of the rulers. And so we do not do that. We do not belittle the rulers. We do not speak of deficiencies and criticize them 
criticize them on this, criticize them on that. That does not mean to say that something which is haram, you have to now go silent on it. If something is haram, it's haram. You can't now start to say, well, the haram things, you have to stay silent on them now. If it's haram, it's haram. That's a different thing. If something haram is going on in the country, it's a Muslim ruler, but something haram is allowed. He allows something to go on in that country, which is impermissible. Then of course you warn the people against that haram. Warn the people against the haram. No, you shouldn't get involved in that. Don't go to this, don't do that. Even if it's been allowed in the country, it's haram, you can't do it. Here's the evidences in the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Of course you do that. But that's different, completely different to the level of what the Ikhwanis do in rebelling and criticizing the, the ruler. Look what he does and the ruler, look he allows this and the ruler allows that. And connecting it in this way and opening up the affair in that way to openly criticize the rulers and incite the people against the rulers. That's different compared to simply advising the people such and such is haram, this is haram, you cannot do it. You of course do that, but you do not incite against the rulers. And as a Shaykh Rabia mentioned in his explanation of Usul Sunnah, that sometimes the rulers they may do things that you believe to be wrong. You think, how could the ruler have done that? Why did he make this treaty with this kafir country? Why did he make this uh, arrangement with this other country? Why did he do this trade deal with those kuffar from that country who are doing X, Y, and Z? You may look at something the ruler does, some trade deal, some this, some that, some policies in his country. Why has the ruler implemented this policy in the country? There could be various things, various things. As Sheikh Rabia said, one of the reasons why you can't criticize the ruler anyway is because you don't have an understanding of how things work at that level. If the ruler has made a trade deal with some kafir country, you're thinking, how has he made a trade deal with those kuffar? How is he buying and selling with those kuffar of that country and they do this and they do that? You do not know how the politics work at that level, how the affair works at that level, what the ruler knows, what the ruler is aware of how certain circumstances and situations they exist at that level, you have no idea about any of those things. You have no idea about anything. It could be that there was some old agreement that they had made 30 years ago, and he's simply fulfilling that agreement, which by uh, 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 his right of Islam even, he has to fulfill that agreement maybe. And you don't know because you're only 25 years old anyway. And you don't know this is some old agreement that was there between that, they had to fulfill it. So you don't go out criticizing and uh, uh, making deficiencies and highlighting these things and you don't know what's going on. Why the ruler has done this with that country and made this agreement and done this pact. and It could be different things. Trade deals all the time. They do them between countries. and Especially in the olden days, the, the Ikhwanis used to criticize the thing about why do Muslim countries allow some of the Kufar to use their bases and various things. It is not for us to open up all these topics and why this and why that, the ruler this, the ruler that. Rather, there are of course deficiencies that may occur. There are of course deficiencies that may exist. There may be things that are not uh, 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 from what appears to be good. But it is not our methodology to start inciting and rebelling against the rulers. Rather, if you see something like that, make dua for them. That Allah rectifies those things and stops those things occurring. If some haram is happening in that country, make dua that Allah rectifies the ruler and that haram is then removed from the country. 
That is better than going up on the member and saying, look, the ruler allows this, the ruler allows that, the ruler allows the haram. Better than that, make dua that Allah rectifies the ruler and the ruler stops that haram in his country. So this is a very important chapter because many people out there, the youth out there on the streets, this is one of the biggest aspects of misguidance. This topic of belittling and criticizing and creating or finding deficiencies in the rulers and what they do and uh, their judgments and their uh, ways that they run their countries. And then they use all of that as a means to incite the people against them. And that is incorrect and false. It is against the methodology of Ahl Sunnah. As you've seen all of these narrations from the Salaf, if you see that evil even from the ruler, make dua for them that Allah rectifies them and you stand by them and you pray behind them, even if they are upon corruption, even if they are upon some type of transgression, and you make dua for them, that is from the sincerity of a believer with regards to the rulers. That is where we'll stop on for today then. And inshallah ta'ala, we'll start the next section next time, which will not be next week, or the week after. Two weeks, there are no classes now. Two weeks, I'm going to be traveling, so there are no classes. Inshallah, it will resume in third Sunday from now. Third Sunday, I think, is December 2nd, 3rd, 4th. December the 4th. December the 4th, I think it works out. December the 4th, inshallah, which is three weeks from now, basically. Next two weeks are off. December the 4th, we'll resume again, carry on. It'll be the same time, 8.30, inshallah ta'ala. Any questions up to there, then? Even with the non-Muslim ruler, the Muslim does not rebel against that against the non-Muslim ruler, those kinds of rules still apply. Even if you're living in a kafir country, if you're living in a kafir country, you're under that pact anyway. You're supposed to be under a pact. Like you're not going to deceive and betray and fight and all those kinds of things. You're living under those kuffar. So even there, you're not supposed to rebel out against the Muslim ruler, uh, against the kafir ruler and try and uh, fight and those kind of things. And it's not going to be possible anyway. If you're a minority of Muslims living in the majority of uh, the kafir land, how are you going to rebel against the, Muslim, uh, the kafir ruler? So even there, it's not correct what the khawarij say. Uh, you can do what you want, you can rob from the shops, you can do anything you want, because you're not obliged to follow the kafir ruler. So you can steal something from the shop, you're not under the laws of the kuffar. That's incorrect. You obey the laws as long as they do not oppose your religion. If the rulers put down a law, you can only do 20 miles per hour on Round Hill Road now, you have to obey None of that opposes your religion, doesn't oppose your religion if they say this road is not going to become a 20 mile per hour zone. So any laws that they put down that don't oppose the religion, you have to obey. What's the ruling regarding talking about things that rulers have done, not necessarily criticizing them. If someone says this country has allowed this, or you're not specifically naming a ruler, but saying this country has the government has. Well, then, if it's a specific country, then you are highlighting a specific ruler. If a person says, uh, "Well, Saudi Arabia has allowed X, Y, and Z. Saudi Arabia allows this. Saudi Arabia allows that." You're talking about the king, then. You can't. It's impossible to uh, separate the two in that case if it's being mentioned in that way. Uh, it's it's difficult. Uh, the advice is that people should not open up these topics of politics amongst themselves. 
the rulers do this and why do the countries do that and the countries do this. Those kinds of topics, leave it to the scholars, see what the scholars have said about that. See what the scholars have mentioned about this issue or that issue. If there's something so big going on in a country, so so much haram is going on as the Ikhwani say, khalas, then go see what the scholars have said about it all. See what the scholars have advised on this issue, that issue. And it doesn't require for the people to put themselves in positions where they are not going to solve the problems of a country for you, mashallah. Rather go back to the scholars and see what they are saying about those affairs then. There's no need for the people to engage in discussions and, and debates about those kinds of topics. There's no reason for it. No, because the same evidences. It'll be upon the interpretation of those evidences about Yamarquna min al-Rami, how they, uh, uh, the arrow goes through its game, they exit from the religion. There are those kinds of evidences, uh, and based upon those, some of the scholars mentioned that they are kuffar. But others may interpret them along with all of the other evidences of the religion about having even an atom's weight of iman and those kinds of things to say, okay, it's severe, extremely severe, but not to the level of apostasy. Not to the level of apostasy, because they do have uh, all of the other aspects with them. It's mentioned about how they used to do their worship, but it didn't go beyond and the Qur'an beyond their throats and things like that. So some of the scholars, yes, they do say they are kuffar. Others they'll say based upon the interpretation of those evidences along with the others, that it isn't sufficient to say they've apostated, but it's a severe, severe uh, crime and methodology that they're upon. Is that for all the khawarij? <coughs> no, sorry? Is that for all the generally applies uh, because the Qa'adiyya as well their Aqeedah essentially is the same they still have the same beliefs the same uh, principles and the only major thing that differentiates them is that they don't physically themselves view it uh, an obligation or whatever to go out but everything they are doing is upon the principles of the Khawarij and inciting others to go and do so inciting others to go to the front line and they themselves are relaxing it's like that Arifi a few years ago when he was encouraging everybody go to Syria, go to Syria, this and that and look what they're doing and everything. And then they, uh, at the same time when he was giving those khutbas and lectures and encouraging him, go fight in Syria, go do this, go do that. And some journalists, some Arab journalists spotted him in London with a t-shirt and uh, you know when he wear like a white t-shirt with a shirt on top with his buttons open in the summer in London relaxing as a tourist. They said, MashaAllah, you're here relaxing with your buttons open uh, taking in the sun of London and the sights. And just the other day you were giving a powerful lecture about we need to go to Syria and the Shabab need to go fight and defend. And, and you're here relaxing the shirt open in London. A few years ago they caught some Arab journalist spotted him. A few days after he'd given some powerful lecture about going to Syria and he was in tourism in London. He said, look at you. What is this from you? So if, if it was a leader like, like, century, like, like a century ago, like Hajjaj or someone, Mm. We still, like, can we no, still like, then we can, with those old ones, we don't need to say anything new. The scholars have spoken about that. Hajjaj is spoken about by the scholars in so many books and topics and what he did and the companions. We can narrate those things, what the scholars they mentioned. We don't need to say anything new about those rulers. They've already been spoken about. And the way that they've been spoken about by the scholars, we can stick to that. Mm. Do you still make dua for the non-Muslim rulers? 
It's permissible to make du'a for the non-Muslims generally for guidance. You can make du'a for the non-Muslim ruler to become guided to Islam. You can make du'a for any non-Muslim to be guided to Islam. Guidance is a du'a you can make for all kuffar, including a ruler. Hmm. Alright, we'll conclude upon that for today then, inshallah ta'ala, in three weeks time then, December the 4th, inshallah. صلى الله عليه وسلم محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم